Okay, perfect. I think that's top of the hour. Um, so, evening and welcome to the MAV Brown Bag. Um, I'm myself, <laughs> Greg Robertson. Um, it's, been a, it's been a while for the MAV Brown Bag. I apologize for that. Um, in between work and VCDXs and everything else, it's been a bit manic. Um, but with the new VCAP 6 coming out, hopefully we can ramp up the MA1 again and we'll be at both VMworld US and VMworld Europe. So come to us in the hang space for some tech talks. Um, tonight we have uh, the illustrious Cormac Hogan. Um, Cormac was very gracious in agreeing to cover all things um, cloud-native apps. So, yeah, I actually don't know a lot about this. I'm actually really excited to hear more about it. Um, so, yeah, enough waffling for me. If you have any questions, write them in the question area. You can also tweet, hashtag the brown bag. Um, I'll try and get the question asked to Cormac uh, when there's a break in between him talking. And yeah, this has been recorded, so if you miss something, then you can watch it again. And if you're watching the recording, you really know that it's recorded. So, um, yeah, enough waffling from me. Um, over to you, Cormac. <laughs> so funny you should say you don't know a lot about this stuff, because that's exactly where I was three months ago. And um, so what we have in VMware is this uh, project, I guess, that's available to uh, employees who've been there a certain length of time. It's called a take three, and it allows you to take three months out of your current role and try something else. Yeah, so, I've heard about that. Yeah, it's, well, so we, uh, so you probably know my background is infrastructure and primarily storage. And so we just launched uh, vSAN 6.2 earlier this year, mm -hmm. I think around the March timeframe. I say, okay, well, we've got that out, and it was quite a major release, and I had been working on vSAN for probably two years before that, and so I'm sure like a lot of your listeners, I heard a lot of stuff about containers and Docker and Kubernetes and Swarm, and I'm just going, what the hell are these people talking about? I don't, you know, I have some idea of what they're, they're talking about, but not, not anything deep. And so I went to my manager and said, look, take three. We have a cloud native apps business unit after starting up. I think I'd like to go and work with them for a while and just try and figure out what all this stuff is. And so I won't say I have figured it all out, and I'm definitely no expert in it, but hopefully I can show you some of the things that we're doing in VMware around cloud native apps, containers, orchestration, that kind of thing. Sound good? Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Good, good. So there's there's a number of different projects going on. I suppose the first one that people might be aware of is the project called Photon OS, and that's essentially just a Linux distro that runs very well on vSphere uh, products or VMware products, I should say. So it'll run on ESXi, it'll work on Fusion, it'll run on, on a workstation or whatever. So uh, that might not be of much interest to people. It's a very nice operating system for getting familiar with uh, Docker, for instance. But where it becomes interesting is that there's a lot of, um, how to say, there's a lot of not work underway, but there's a lot of uh, focus being given to Photon OS as a possible means of being the uh, 
the OS of choice for our appliances. So everything from VCSA through VCO through VRA to whatever. This might end up as being, uh, as I say, the, the OS of choice going forward. So from that perspective, it might be useful for people to get some hands-on in it. So the other thing I'm going to show you then is um, Photon Controller. It's nothing really to do with Photon OS, but Photon Controller is really where we have um, a requirement or a customer has a requirement to have very large-scale deployments of containers running on VMs or running on ESXi. Now we're talking about the scales of hundreds and thousands. So the thing with Photon Controller is that there's no vCenter server with vSphere here. It is just ESXi running uh, virtual machines, which in turn are running containers. And so we're going to have a look at that as well. The, the other thing, uh, third thing I'm going to talk to you about then is vSphere integrated containers. And so this is where we have customers who you know, are already heavily invested in vSphere, lots of virtual machines running their applications, and now their developers want to do some work around containers, and maybe orchestration of containers and that kind of thing. So vSphere integrated containers will allow you to, through vSphere, through vCenter server and so on, to manage both your virtual machines and your containers. I'll give you a look at that too. And then I think the, the final thing I want to show you as well is that we also have a, a Docker volume driver for vSphere. So if you are running containers on virtual machines um, already on your ESXi hosts, we now have a driver where you can build out VMDKs and consume them in containers, that kind of thing. So kind of a lot to get through, I guess. Um, but hopefully we, we'll, we'll manage to do that. Yeah, so if, I think, we, if uh, we ever run, we can split it into two, so don't worry. Yeah, great, great. So I'm not going to say an awful lot about Photon OS. I'll be using Photon OS in some of the demonstrations here. I mean, this is um, Photon OS. As I said, we can use it for a bunch of things. Um, you know, if, if for those of you who want to get familiar with Docker, it, it supports Docker, it supports Rocket, I think, as well. So it's a, a good OS. Uh, if you want to run on vSphere. So I think what I'm going to start off doing is give you an overview of um, Photon Controller or Photon Platform. Now if you look at the, the UI here, this is our Photon Controller UI. So I already have a deployment in place. Um, how it works is we have a management section and then you have your what we call our cloud section and your cloud is where you deploy your, uh, your virtual machines, your containers and so on. Um, so if we just have a look here if in the, uh, the management tab. So I have a single host that's running a, uh, a virtual machine that in turn runs a bunch of containers that manages the Photon Controller Photon platform. They kind of use the terms a little bit interchangeably. And so as I mentioned, the whole point between about Photon Controller is to be able to do large-scale ESXi deployments. Uh, a lot of listeners are probably aware that if you're managing um, your vSphere infrastructure with uh, vCenter server, there's a limit of 64 nodes per cluster and, and, and things like that. Well, here there's no such limitation. So again, the idea is that you know, this becomes web scale, and so we can have hundreds, thousands ESXi hosts all being managed by Photon Controller. So then in my cloud 
infrastructure here. This is where I have the, the host that I'm going to use for deployments. Um, there's a three hosts in here at the moment to have a number of data stores available to them. We already have some tenants now for the listeners who are familiar with vCloud Director, this kind of concept of tenants and um, you know, projects within tenants probably be already familiar. But in this particular infrastructure, I've already deployed two tenants, if we have a look at them here. One of them is actually a Docker Swarm deployment in this tenant here, and I also have Kubernetes. And what we might try and do shortly is deploy um, Mesosphere or Mesos, um, a, just as another tenant on this photon control infrastructure. And so the whole point is, is you can give a bunch of developers um, this Docker tenant or customer even, this Docker tenant, another customer, a bunch of developers, whatever, the Kubernetes one, and Mesos as well. So we do support those three orchestrations. Um, we can very quickly stand them up. We have a, the concept of a cluster configuration that we can very quickly st uh, stand up, Docker Swarm, Kubernetes, or Mesos. But we also have uh, native integration as well. So for those of you who are familiar with Kubernetes, there is a um, the cube up, cube down mechanism, kubectl, that's also supported. That's part of uh, Kubernetes as well. It's in the official Kubernetes release. And very recently, we just finished creating a driver for Docker machine that will allow you to set up native Docker Swarm as well, rather than using this cluster concept that we have. So um, that's just a very brief overview. Uh, what I can show you here, um, just very quickly show you what we have running. So there's a four-node Docker Swarm cluster. Well, it's actually a, a three-node. Um, one of these is just for membership and so on. So we have um, a master node, and then there's two slave nodes as well. And just so you can see the relationship here. Oops, if I just go into the tenant and go into the project, and we can see the, the virtual machines here as well reflected in the, the UI. And so um, just a, a very quickly, what we can do with Docker Swarm is we can, um, we can just do, a, you know, do some simple containers. And what it does is it just deploys the containers around the, uh, around the different nodes in the cluster. So if we just have a look at where that particular container that I just ran him here and say so he just ran on swarm node 3 and there's like a round robin um, mechanism for when we run containers and presumably this guy will end up just on a different yeah he's ended up in swarm node 1 so as I said as you run these containers through docker when there's a swarm as the target it just puts the containers on the different uh, different VMs so again, just to reiterate, what we are doing there is we're just deploying some containers, very simple ones, obviously. We're deploying them to a uh, Docker Swarm cluster that's running on virtual machines that's sitting on top of the Photon platform made up of ESXi hosts. So I do have another um, little demo here. As I said, we could also run uh, Mesos as well. Let me just go into this. Oops. These are scripts. 
And so I have a small script here that will roll out Mesos. But what this script is going to do is just going, going to go through all the steps of setting up the tenant, the project, resources, and everything that you would need to deploy Mesos on Photon Controller. So if we run that, it just uh, stops after every step. So my target, I'm just setting my target to be my Photon Controller here. The next step then is to create and set the tenant. So I'm going to build out a tenant called Mesos tenant, and then I'm just going to set this environment um, to the Mesos tenant so that every subsequent command that we go through. So let's see if we give that a refresh. Yeah, my Mesos tenant has been created. And so remember, what we're doing here once more is we're just rolling out um, it, this kind of canned Mesos implementation to run on top of Photon Platform. So it'll be a bunch of VMs and a bunch of containers running on those VMs to do orchestration using Mesos. So I'm just building a resource ticket here. This is, again, very similar to vCloud Director, if you've used that in the past, and just some limits around that resource ticket. Number of VMs is 100. The amount of maximum amount of memory we can consume for those VMs is 200 gig. We're now going to create a project using a portion of those resources in the resource ticket. In fact, because this is the only project, I'm going to consume all of the resources in the resource ticket, but you can imagine that you could have multiple projects using the same set of resources. And so again, this is what's facilitating the multi-tenancy um, feature of Photon Platform. I'm going to set my project to Mesos project. And the next step then is to upload an image. Now I've cheated, I've already uploaded this image, um, so I'm going to skip through this because, as I said, in the interest of time. You can see my image there, it's the Mesos VM.VMDK. What that means is that the virtual machines that I'm going to deploy as part of this um, cluster, they're going to use that image. And we just need to get some information about the deployment, such as the deployment ID and the image ID, because we're going to say now that we're going to support Mesos as a cluster type that we're going to deploy. And that's the command. And I should have mentioned this at the very start. All of these are showing the Photon commands. The Photon controller has its own CLI, which will allow you to run all of these commands from the command line. So, as you notice in each of the steps, there's a photon command being run there. Okay, and now we're going to deploy out the cluster. You have to give it certain IP address information about the network. You have to provide one static Zookeeper um, IP address. You can see it there. And uh, everything else that comes up, the masters and the slaves that are all part of this resource implementation, they will get their IP addresses from DHCP. So we can leave that um, run away. I'll just quickly come back here once more. We'll just do a refresh of this. There's our project. You can see that project ticket. There's no virtual machines yet, but hopefully when we pop back here later, we might see some of the virtual machines that make up that, that um, Mesos implementation. So can leave that run. It's going to take a bit of time. There's a lot of images to be deployed and so on. Um, so that's Photon Controller in a nutshell. Let me just close that so it's not distracting. Um, and so that's one of the, the major
projects that we have going in the cloud native app space. And as I said, the whole idea behind this is that if you have a, a greenfield site, a non-vSphere site, but you're looking to do uh, containers at scale, and you want to use ESXi because it's a you know, world-class hypervisor, um, I do say so myself. <laughs> But you know, we already hear of a lot of um, our customers who are doing containers on top of virtualizations, on top of ESXi, and this is just to allow them to do this type of thing at scale. So let's uh, Vsauce is running away there. We can come back to it later and see if it succeeds. Um, but a lot of, there's a few other people using my environment, so um, what might happen? But the next thing I want to talk to you about is the Docker volume driver for vSphere. Actually, just before I leave Photon Platform, I just want to highlight that Photon Platform, it's currently only GA'd in, um, in the Pivotal Cloud Foundry uh, solution. We, are, we still don't have Photon Controller, Photon Platform supported standalone, uh, but hopefully it won't be uh, too much longer before that's available standalone outside of Cloud Foundry. So onto Docker Volume Driver. So this is where you can have your containers um, consume VMDKs, essentially, for want of a better description. So it's just a way of providing a, a container with persistent storage. So there's two parts to this. There's a component that needs to be installed on the virtual machine, um, where you're going to create the container. But there also needs to be a component installed on the ESXi host on which the virtual machine resides. So I'll just show you here, that's the, the RPM that needs to be installed on the um, on the VM. And as I say, this is Photon OS, but it could be any number of different guest OS types. And then just going to grab for Docker. So we have the Docker volume feature in there. As I said, because this is Photon OS, there's already Docker installed. And just get the Docker version here. And you do need at least 1.11. I think um, version 1.12 should be GA very soon from Docker. But if you download the latest Photon OS appliance, you'll get 1.11 pre-installed. And just to make sure that it's uh, it's working there as well. That's right. Yeah. So it's up and running. So as I said, that you also need to have it on your ESXi host. And I think I have the ESXi host here, so let me just very quickly have a look here. Uh, I don't remember the name, but it's got VMDK in it, I think. Yeah, there we go. So that's the uh, the VIP that needs to be installed on the ESXi host. And uh, we can just check if the constituent components are running on there as well. Nope. Dash. Yeah, it's running. Okay, cool. So, uh, with that in mind, we can go back here and we can build a volume. So let's do a Docker volume create. 
and Driver of the MDK, name Kofal, probably get this wrong, but let's see. Something like that, I think. Oh, it's probably minus minus driver, I think. Yeah, there we go. So, volume, LS. There we go. So, the volume is created, so our VMDK, it's called Corval. So let's just take a look and see what's happened on oops, my vSphere infrastructure now. So the volume that we just created gets built on the same data store on which your VM resides, and I think that's on my Isilon. And uh, let's see, manage files, see if I can find it. So it puts them in a, um, a folder called doc files. Let's see if this refreshes for me. Let's see if I can find doc files. This one here. And there we go. So you can see corval.vmdk has been created. Okay, so super. So we have a, a volume created on the VMDK created, and we can now consume that. Well, we can also have a, a look at it. Inspect, I think. Yeah, you get some more detail about it there as well, including the driver that it's using. So now what I want to do is I'm just going to run, uh, again, a very simple um, container. And I'm going to use the volume Corval, and I'll get it mounted on CZZ. And I'm just going to use, as I said, a simple container. I'm going to use the BusyBox container. There we go. That was very quick. Well, I think the image was already there, which is why it was so quick. So have a look. Yeah, there we can see CZZ there. So just to show you that it's persistent, um, we do something like. Put that into .txt. ZZZ. Perfect. Okay. So now I will exit out of this, and that's uh, should have stopped that particular container. Yeah. So that was the container we ran, and now let me just run similar command, but I'm going to use a different. container image, this one will be Ubuntu. And so this time, hopefully, we'll see that the data that we wrote into that uh, that volume will be available once more. So this is going to take us oh, very quick. Oh, yes, because the Ubuntu image is downloaded as well. So that's cool. Very quick. And if we go to slash ZZZ in my Ubuntu image, temp.txt. Great. Okay. So that's um, this is also just tech preview. I just want to highlight that to people as well. But um, you can see that now you can do persistent for storage for um, for your containers using any vSphere storage. Um, we just did NFS there, but you can do VMFS. You can do vSAN as well. So.
So that's uh, it's when we're at a, a pause. Let's just see how we're getting on with the. Um, okay. Oh, okay. So looks like it has finished. Thank you. Okay. Oh, sorry. I didn't kick it off. That's why. I did. Yeah, I did. Bigger pardon. So yeah, looks looks good. Um, so we can quickly have a look at that. I think, assuming it's all working. So this Marathon is uh, like a graphical user interface to uh, Mesos. So it's ten twenty seven fifty one. Let's have a look. Fifty one one eight six, and I think the port is eighty eighty for that guy. Let's see if he comes in here. Uh, it might take a little bit to, time to load because I'm connecting in remotely. But also what you can do with uh, Mesos is you can pick any of these master nodes. So 1027.51.184. And uh, I think those are on port 5050. taking his time. Yeah, so um, this is just now a graphical user interface to our Mesos deployment and you can go ahead and start building your container applications on top of that. Well, not to worry. Uh, essentially, what you can do is actually, if you don't have that Maritain UI, you can actually connect to the masters and do it that way instead. Uh, but not sure why that guy hasn't come in. I would. Let's not worry about it. Okay, so uh, that is um, an overview of how quickly we can do, uh, you know, deployments and orchestration deployments for the likes of the Kubernetes, the Docker swarms, and in this case, Mesos, on top of, top of Photon platform. And here we've looked at how we can just use persistent storage for our containers. So the next thing I'm going to show you now is vSphere uh, integrated containers. So here is my cluster. And so what I'm going to do here in my Vic environment, is I'm going to deploy out um, a, 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 a virtual container host, a VCH, and what that's going to do is that's going to provide me with a Docker endpoint where I can now start deploying uh, containers as VMs. So when we looked at uh, Photon Platform earlier, we were talking about containers running in VMs. But in this case, the, this is geared towards customers who want to manage uh, VMs, but also manage containers. And what we've done with Vic is we've allowed these containers, we've facilitated these containers to appear just like virtual machines in your vSphere infrastructure. And so you'll be able to see what storage they're attached to, you'll be able to see what networks they're attached to, and so on. So let's get started with it. I'm just going to run a oops, 
strange. Try a new session. Guy, uh, oh, there ten, twenty-seven, thirty-two, thirty-eight. Yeah, not sure why he stopped, but not to worry. And we're going to go to workspace, and in workspace we have folder called Vic. And so there's a bunch of different uh, executables in here. So you can run Vic on Windows, you can run it on uh, Mac, you can run it on Linux, and we're going to do a Linux run here. So as I said, the command line can get a little bit complex, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to grep for a create command that I have here previously. And so here's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to run um, a Vic machine Linux create. You have to have a bridge network that needs to be a distributed port group uh, when you're deploying Vic towards a vCenter server. You can also deploy Vic to uh, individual ESXi hosts if you wish, but when you're deploying it to a vCenter server, it needs a bridge network. You tell it where your image data store is. In this case, I'm going to use it by vSAN configuration. You need some login credentials, obviously, and then you need to select your computer resource and in this case I'm going to use the cluster call management. The other thing I'm going to do here as well is I'm going to create a volume store on the vSAN data store where I'm going to store any volumes that I create uh, through Vic as well. Oops, so you just take this guy and run him. So there's a bunch of validation goes on, you know, checking that the firewall is okay. Uh, there's, other, there's a requirement as well to have DRS on. And what we do is we deploy a vApp called uh, Virtual Container Host. And you can see some other information coming up here about the, the vSAN data store that we're using as a you know, place for our volumes. And then you see two ISO images being uploaded. The first of these um, bootstrap.iso, this is used by our containers as VMs. So what happens is that the containers come up using bootstrap.iso, which is a minimal, minimal image, and that allows them then to pick up the appropriate image for that container. So whether it's Ubuntu, whether it's BusyBox, whether it's Nginx or whatever, that allows the initial uh, bootstrapping of the container as a VM and then facilitates it picking up the actual image that it's going to run with. And so you can see it when that completes, we have been given our Docker endpoint. So all of our commands that we run will be against this Docker endpoint, which is essentially our VCH, which we'll see, the virtual container host, which we'll see in just a sec. And so, yeah, it's up and running, but obviously there's no containers created yet. Now let me just come back here and do a refresh. And what we have created is the virtual container host vApp, and there's the appliance itself. I should mention yeah, that the second ISO that we uploaded, appliance.iso, is actually what this is using to boot off. So if we have a look at the um, summary, we look at the hardware, if we look at the CD, 
can see the appliance that I saw here. So this is what our VCH is coming up from. Okay. So with that in mind, why don't we go ahead and create uh, our very first, very simple container again. Uh, do a busy box. Oops, be helpful if I had the appropriate directive in there. And so again, it's reaching out to the Docker repo to pull those down. Um, it isn't down here, which is why it's taking a little bit longer to pull down. But it shouldn't take too long, it's quite small. Okay. okay, so while that's waiting to come to the prompt, which it should in just a sec, there we go. Uh, we can just have a look out here and see what's going on there. And here you can see now that we have our container as a VM. But now, whereas typically when you're running containers in virtual machines, you have no idea what's going on in the container. It's essentially a black box. Um, but now, because we're running big, we can see these containers as virtual machines, and you can see where it's attached to. And you can see it's attached to the bridge network as the communication network between the VCH, the virtual container host, which also has a connection to the bridge network and the container itself. Now you can set up different networks, different external networks for these containers as well if you wish. Okay, so that's a very simple one. Uh, once more, why don't we try something a little bit, um, you know, a little bit extra. And what we'll try and do in this case now is we will try and deploy a container that's using a volume. Uh, well, obviously we have to create a volume first, so get the uh, syntax right. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to create um, a very small volume. Get the syntax right, I think it's uh, a yeah, this is certainly different because the capacity is measured in one meg chunks, and I also think I need to give it volume store and what I call the Docker dash follows. I think was that. It? Uh, actually, it's Docker Vols. That's it here. Docker Vols. Vols. I think that's right. Let's see. No. Uh, uh, well, I told it what to create. A volume. Looks a little bit better. Yes. 
and I think so. inspect. I'm not sure if all of these primitives, yeah, so we have still some of these uh, primitives to implement, and so some of them will return with something like does not implement. So the inspect for the volume is not yet in place. As said, this is a work in progress as well. We can ls it there and you can see that it's a core volume. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to create another container. And so this time I'm going to give it the uh, so it's called Corval once more, and I'll put dash once more in ZZZ in BusyBox. And we'll see what happens. So it's really just to show you, kind of same as before, um, that what we could do in uh, you know, standard Docker, we can also do in Vic especially around volumes. So have a look here again. Yeah, you can see CZZ. There we go. And we could do the same test as before. Uh, it goes something like to attempt XT. And then we can exit this once more. And then we can try the same thing. Ubuntu, and that I believe should just drop into uh, a bash shell as well. So, in a nutshell, I mean that's kind of essentially what we have going on from a CNA perspective. Uh, we talked a little bit about Photon OS. I showed you the uh, Docker driver for vSphere as well. You can use that with native Docker. Uh, Photon platform very quickly standing up orchestration in greenfield sites. Um, so uh, those sites that you know, maybe need to scale to hundreds and thousands of ESXi hosts, but you know are not vSphere users do not have vSphere in their environments. And then finally, what we're looking at here then is vSphere integrated containers, where you may have um, a requirement to manage both virtual machines and containers. And you may have a whole load of you know, auditing operations, backups, all around virtual machines. Well, then you can apply all of those same type of operations to uh, to containers as well, container uh, containers as VMs. Uh, okay, so that looks like it's completed. And if I go to ZZZ, and there we go. So we have that in .text once more. And just to see what's going on back here again, let me just refresh our web client. And so you can see that, uh, again, the, the container visibility. Now, some of them are stopped. So let me just exit that because, oops. So I need, of course, to direct it to, not locally, because I do have Docker on this Photon OS as well, but obviously to my Docker endpoint on Vic. And you can see that we had three VMs. All of them are stopped now. And if I just refresh that last one that I just exited, the Ubuntu, it stopped as well. And one final thing then is that we did build this, um, this 
volumes store and that was built on the vSAN data store and it's called Docker Vols and under Vic we have a look down here in volumes hopefully you can see my Corval there he is and so again you can see you can have persistent storage once more and yeah well, you might have noticed again this integration with vSAN so we go and have a look at oops go and have a look at this last container which is I think what was using the yeah there's their hard disk here you can see it's on the vSAN data store and again for those of you familiar with vSAN vSAN policies the fact that you know these things are highly available you have physical disk placement is again so even if the host if one of those hosts in that cluster went down you still have a full copy of the container data available so it won't impact that particular um, that particular container and so there's a bunch of things that we still are doing around this you know the idea of being able to vMotion containers storage vMotion containers having this work with uh, NSX overlay networks and all that that kind of good stuff um, a lot of work still going on there but hopefully we'll, we'll hear a few announcements at VMworld 2016 around this space I know there's an awful lot of interest in it and um, I think yeah I think that's kind of all I had to show you hopefully it's you know giving you an appreciation for the projects that we're doing at VMware around uh, cloud native apps and containers and so on and as I said, expect uh, a bunch of announcements in this space at, uh, at VMworld this year. So, no, was there any questions coming? See any? That's fine. That's fine. None. Um, I was going to ask, I mean, when can people like me and other people get access to play around with this kind of stuff? I know you were saying some of it going to be announced, well, some of it's going to be available maybe at VMworlds um, and probably in the hands-on labs, but is there any way people play with it themselves in their own labs? Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. So there's, uh, I think most of this, if not all of this, is up in GitHub as, uh, you know, open source. But um, a bit of self-promotion here, I'm afraid. As I've been in the, the Cloud Native Apps VU, I've put together a bunch of different articles on the things that I've been working on. And so even though this stuff is changing uh, quite rapidly, hopefully there's something in here that would, you know, get you going, pique your interest or whatever. So if it's Photon uh, Platform that you're into, there's uh, a few posts here on how to get started with Photon Platform, Photon Controller. If it's Vic that you're into, there's a few articles there as well about getting started with Vic and if you wanted to see what Kubernetes looked like on Photon Platform or you wanted to look, uh, see what uh, Docker Swarm looked like, um, there should be something in here that will help you as well. And Well, you know how to get hold of me as well if anybody has any questions in that area. If they get stuck or whatever, just ping me. Twitter is usually best. Brilliant. I mean, it, it, I, I think it's known to most people, but if people do want to get you on Twitter, what's your Twitter handle? I'm sorry, can you say that again? I said I think everybody knows it, but just in case, for people that do want to tweet you or follow you on Twitter. Oh, sorry, uh, yeah, sure. The handle. Yeah, it's just Cormac J. Hogan. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And then, yeah, CormacHogan.com is your blog. Yeah, yeah. 
there's, there's been mostly uh, storage up till now, but since I got the opportunity to go into the uh, cloud native apps team, I've been doing a lot of stuff in that area as well. Obviously, there's still a little bit yeah. of uh, crossover. Um, you know, the vSAN integration is seems to be an important part of that, uh, especially mm -hmm. in Photon platform, where you know, the idea of having hundreds of ESXi hosts in a, in a cluster, and where those hosts going down, you still want your container to be persisted. And so, you know, vSAN mm. is a very nice play into that as well. Yeah, definitely. Brilliant. Um, yeah, we didn't actually have any questions. Um, so, I can let you get back 15 minutes of your evening. Um, thanks so much for that, Paul, Mac. That was really, really interesting, actually. Um, as, as I say, it was something I've been meaning to have a look at and try and learn. Um, so, yeah, very, very interesting. It sounds like there's some really exciting things coming from it. Yeah, yeah, there's uh, definitely a lot of interest. I've heard already that pretty much all the sessions around cloud-native apps at VMworld are, are full. So I think uh, yeah. you know, there's no doubting it. You know, we're seeing a lot more of containers, especially uh, you know, customers who are doing their own software development. And there's this switch away mm. from the older methodologies like waterfall of doing software no, development towards this new agile. Yeah, it won't bring DevOps. Exactly, exactly. And you know, containers <laughs> are playing a major part there. No, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, perfect. Um, as I say, for people that are on the call, this is recorded, so if you had to step away to get yourself some a cup of tea or whatever and you miss something, it is recorded. Um, and yeah, I'll try to get it up within the next week. Um, at least I'll stick it on there and then the yak shave it will try and get it up there within the next week. Um, and yeah, keep an eye on professionalvmware.com for all the stuff coming around the brown bag. Um, as I said, we're at VMworld US doing tech talks and also on the Sunday, the same time as Partner Day, we're doing opening acts along with the VM Underground crew. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye out for that and we'll watch a bit of Vermont Europe. Um, but, yeah, thanks, Cormac. That was brilliant. And, yeah, have a good evening. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on.